0: This is the ZMAR Podcast. Elite Benefits of America helps small and mid-sized companies with their health insurance programs. And now, your host, Butch ZMAR.
1: A couple things on the individual and Medicare programs. On the Medicare route, you can execute plans through December 7th for a January 1st start date. The Affordable Care Act, the under 65 market, they start November 1st. And this year, they're going through January 15th instead of December 15th because the Biden administration decided to extend it. I'm not sure if that's really good or not. Some people say more time is better. What it does is give more people time or give people more time to procrastinate. Back when it first rolled out, they had this endless long open enrollment that lasted till like April or May that year. Um, and it was just a disaster. People waited and they kept making changes and it wasted a bunch of people's times. So you got to have a deadline on hard stop. You can't just keep moving it. So we'll see what January 15th holds. And a couple of things to note when you're looking for the individual or Medicare businesses, have your doctor information ready. If you're using a broker or you're doing it yourself, uh, you have to make sure the providers are in network going forward. There's changes um, both in the Medicare and the under-65 market as far as provider networks, and they keep moving fluidly. so you have to keep track of uh, making sure the doctor's in it when you're making plan changes for the new year. For the under-65, there is an income or subsidy situation where the Biden administration gave more money, and then it sounds like they're at, um, they actually locked that in. It wasn't just for the period of, during uh, this year uh, from like February through the end of the year where you're getting more money, it's actually going to stick. It is taxpayer money. So I'm not sure when it will end because there is a limit to what taxpayers are paying in and what's coming out. But right now it's there for the taking. Uh, it is driven off income. So to save a little time, whether you're working with a broker or you're doing this by yourself, make sure you know what the numbers are. Talk to your tax accountant. Guessing is just wasting time and and not having the number ready when the open enrollment starts is wasting time too. So just make sure you have that information ready to go. And don't wait for sure, because even though the deadline for even Medicare is December 7th and January 15th for the under 65, do yourself a favor, make your decisions early. And so that way you can get them out of the way. Um, Especially if you're working with a broker, their workload's drastically increasing as of right now. And so things are just going to keep increasing so to respect the workload of the insurance agent professional that you're working with uh, make sure you get on their calendar early so you can get it out of the way now for employers uh just Some updates, I repeated some of this information on previous podcasts. I'm just trying to reinforce it so that when you go through this renewal period right now that you have some things to talk about with your current broker or some things to look at when you're actually shopping your broker or shopping plans. And so for the under 50 market, these are age-rated plans for just about everything that's out there, all the major carriers. Age-rated is there's no underwriting. Their community rate, meaning that everybody that is 50 years old in a given area in that state, and it's not necessarily by county, but um, if you classify it that way, just to have an understanding, is that every business in that area, 49 employees and under at age of 50 for that plan is going to pay the exact same amount. This is um, not good for especially scaling companies. It's cookie cutter. It doesn't give an opportunity to actually take a little bit of risk, but have more control. The pricing is what it is. You're basically subject to whatever the insurance companies are going to provide to you, and you're paying the same rate as down the street. It makes no difference on personality, underwriting, healthy, unhealthy, um, low risk, high risk. It doesn't really make any difference. Everybody's paying the same rate. The sooner you could get out of those rates, the better for multiple reasons. Yes, people are married to branded names, but I'm telling you, there's great solid networks that are on the other side, and just because you're loyal to an insurance company does not mean that they're loyal to you you're going to pay more money in the long run if you don't look at other opportunities you may not qualify for those other opportunities but there's a good chance that you will moving into level funded because it's scalable you have more control yes there's some risk but you have risks with every other insurance product and everything you do you're in risk every single day you open up that door as a business owner or employer and so uh you're not taking on more risk than you normally are right now in fact you have more risk with workers comp and business ins- liability insurance depending on what industry you're in than you do with health insurance especially if you implement programs to help reduce costs educate your employees put programs in place to give them better access to care at a lower cost there's negotiated platforms um, in the level funded world or self-funded world that allow your employees to reduce their own costs to maybe even zero and then also reduce the plan uh, exposure to payouts to higher expenses not everybody needs to go to a teaching hospital for a set of stitches there are very qual- qualified professionals down the street at urgent care that can stitch just as well as the ones at northwestern or some of these big hospitals and i'm not trying to call it Northwestern. i'm just saying that they're prestigious in their own way you don't necessarily need to overpay for a facility just based on a brand name um, certain things yes uh so if you're uh, 50 years old and you're still an extreme athlete and you hurt your knee go to a teaching hospital make sure you keep um, keep that sport up but outside of that you just have to do your homework and make sure that you're headed to the right spot without spending too much the level-funded programs allow employers to actually put certain programs in place to help leverage some of that opportunity to give employees incentive to go one way versus another, and and reduce that overall cost. It's not the old-school health insurance anymore. I mean, we're we're 50, 60 years in the making, so we have to make adjustments. Recent industry article came out what just a couple of weeks ago. Uh, CEOs of these major insurance companies agreed that the system actually works against employers, and so. Why would you go into a program or a system that you have no control and it goes against you? You need to gain control and work on that and so that way you can come out ahead and maybe reverse the trend of the health insurance premiums.
0: If you own a business, Elite Benefits of America wants to remind you that health insurance open enrollments are either happening now or coming very quickly. And this is the time to review and implement a healthcare plan to make or keep you as the employer of choice. Deadlines for open enrollment range between November 1st and January 1st. Get ahead of the curve. The Small Business Special Enrollment Period, part of the Affordable Care Act, now allows employers with 49 employees and under to offer health benefits without contributing a dime to the employee plan. Help your employees save money on taxes with health insurance they're already paying for with their hard-earned dollars. Butch Zimar from Elite Benefits of America wants you to reach out to him today. Visit EliteBenefits.net. Or call 708-535-3006. Just a
1: quick uh, case study. Uh, we uh, in-house. We were working on a um, startup company that uh, was looking to scale. They, were, they had some markets that uh, were uh, they're looking to take off over the within the next six to eighteen months. I guess is the projection. And so they have a small amount of employees that are eligible for the benefits rate and uh, they're going to be scaling. Uh, Even though they are small enough in a traditional mindset would just go to a traditional carrier and get fixed rates, we're looking at doing something else to get them out of the age rate box, um, so to speak. So we can start moving them in the right direction and we can put them on a platform that's scalable. The age rated cards are not necessarily scalable because everything's fixed. You have no leverage. If you have more employees enrolled in the plan they give you no extra buying power not that you can negotiate any of your rates but uh, there's a core cost of insurance and with level funded and self-funded programs they calculate that risk factor in based on a certain number of employees enrolled and then it's almost like anything above that is just extra money for the pool And so um, I'm not saying it's a gravy train, but I'm just saying the models are different on how they rate the plans. So you could actually come out a little bit more ahead as you grow uh, and move into the right markets instead of staying on to the fixed rate plan. So we were doing that with the small employer. We're actually investing time and money to put them on a platform um, so that it's scalable, doing the old school paper route, which is what most people are doing. It, it, it's means to an end so if you start growing your hr director or cfo or whoever's handling the benefit package before you get somebody designated to it all right, is really going to be start struggling just imagine one year from now you're doing an open enrollment and now you have 300 employees are you going to go back to the 300 employees and request pdf documents what if you miss one of those employees and so it, it, it creates a problem and then also do you collect everything there's all the information in there are you going back and forth so we're looking at technology pieces for that company so that when they scale, everything's right in this right spot at the right time when they're when we're getting to that point. Just a recap on renewals coming up for employers, compare at least one other plan This open enrollment. You need to do one other one. Just because your broker goes to the carrier and drops it from 8% increase to 6% and they save you that 2%, ask for another comparison. Just try to be a little bit more proactive on this also ask for the level funded or self-funded option regardless of your opinion or the broker's opinion you need to start seeing these rates you need to start learning a little bit more about it And the only way you're going to do is by getting these quotes in front of you, these proposals so that way you can do it because the reality is is if you knew that there was a way a way you could save let's say three thousand dollars a year per employee by just doing something a little bit different How would you know if you keep doing the same thing you are and so if you need help with that definitely call our office look at the technology that we were just talking about the enrollments will be a lot smoother smoother you can process things a little bit more Uh, your internal staff that's responsible for onboarding uh, or offboarding could have have access to all the information in one screen they could see what employees are plans that they're on or what they're not on and help um, the employees have a better experience during the whole process. So at the time of this recording, um, most of the employers that are renewing their help plan in the fourth quarter for November 1st and December 1st should have already gotten the renewals in hand. The, the December 1st, there there was a snag in a couple of areas that they weren't released right away. But you should have communication with your broker or the insurance company uh, by now for those months that you're renewing plans, so you could start reviewing it and um, going through it. Uh, and then the broker is going to get involved and shop the markets, maybe negotiate if there's an opportunity. But there's a few things that you need to look at when you when you get through it. Most of the renewals will um, show you essentially a proposal where you're at today. And so it'll walk through which plans you're on, how many employees are enrolled, what the current premiums are, and even some cases they'll total each category So or plans because you may have two or three plans on there. Then it goes to what the renewals are. So to move all those employees what the renewal plan is, you might have adjustments. So when you compare and you could flip back and forth between the pages of the proposal uh, or the renewal, whatever you want to call it, and you could flip back and forth and see some of the minor differences that may occur on the plan profile, but then also what the premiums are. And it'll actually reflect if there's any changes as far as enrollment numbers. And this is key because if you're on a composite rate, some of the numbers could change just because you had an influx by the time that they printed and had the renewal ready for you. If you're on a level funded or self-funded program, part of the data that's going to get released is claims. And so, what's important here with the claims report is you're not going to get any detailed response, like like specifically what people are getting at the pharmacy. Uh, You're not going to get anything like that. But what what it'll and I'm summarizing because every claims. data sheet will be a little bit different but it might say the the number of er visits it might say the number of hospitalizations in some cases it'll tell you if it's under a certain hour amount or over a certain hour amount and maybe even potentially how many claim uh cases in general so you might have one claim that was over a hundred thousand dollars and the rest were under thirty thousand dollars yeah the number of er urgent care visits And this is data that you need to use and start using for the renewal versus before blindly just renewing the plan or switching plans just based on a premium concept Uh, or, hey, I need to save 10%. How do you get it down? But let's talk about those claims because you might be able to put together programs, and, and we have too, where we educate the employees not to go to the ER just for every little thing. Tell them to think outside the box and look at urgent care because it'll be more like a physician office visit as far as expenses go and not all things need to go to the ER just because you're in a little bit of pain doesn't mean the ER and that's one reason why the ERs are overflooded. flooded uh, it could also be some of the other claims that uh, like some of the outpatient surgeries you can help implement a program where if they go to certain outpatient clinics that are very reputable have high high ratings and if they go there it's a reduced cost versus going to one of the bigger hospitals which holds a lot more of the cost and therefore passed on to your uh risk pool for paying out the claims and so don't overlook it especially this open enrollment see what the data is in there so that you can start making moves on whether or not you should make some changes or if you uh everything's going good but the biggest thing is you need to get your employees engaged you need to be engaged to help lower some of this healthcare care costs it is getting ridiculous you have to start scrutinizing it just like every other expense that you're going to have inside the business. And unfortunately, healthcare and the premiums are the least scrutinized benefit uh, or or line item that a business will go through. They'll just kind of skip over it. Uh, and even their brokers, like it is what it is. There's not a whole lot we could do. And, and, and in some cases, that is. If you have a 15-employee uh, group and there's some risk involved, somebody's taking a very expensive um, prescription, for example, the level fund and self-funded market won't look at you, so you're stuck in the age-rated categories with the Affordable Care Act plans. So you may not be able to do anything, but you need to go through the process and making sure that you did your due diligence to make sure that you're in the best possible situation for your, your group, your uh, employees, because at the end result, you're going to have employees that are going to start leaving if they haven't already to go for better benefits. They're going to find out or even negotiate better benefit packages with other companies because they're competing for employees. A lot of these employers can't get employees to show up for even job interviews. And if one of your employees is very loyal and have good at work ethic, they're they're going to be shopped and pulled from your company to go work for somebody else. And it could be all resulting in the benefit plan. So, You have to go through the process, you have to go through it just by accepting the renewal at 8% increase, 12% increase is not enough. You have to make sure you see other options, compare those options so that way you can start going after some of the claim history or programs that might benefit your employees better and lower your cost overall.